Welcome to the Earning the Push podcast in a week where the wrestling world has been struck by tragedy, where speculation continues to mount about a return for The Rock and the spectre of the Royal Rumble looms large. I'm Jack Murley. This is the Earning the Push podcast, joined each and every week by co-host and professional rugby player Charlie Beckett to talk about everything happening inside and outside the squared circle. How are you, Mr. Beckett? You're looking well? I'm good, thank you, Jack. I'm good, busy week as ever, but... um. As you alluded to in the opening there, just saddened massively by the very, very shocking news of the passing of Jay Briscoe this week. Yeah, the wrestling world finding out on Wednesday that Jamin Pugh, better known as Charlie says, as Jay Briscoe, had passed away after an automobile accident, only 38 years old. The passing of the Ring of Honor Hall of Famer and mainstay stunned the wrestling world. It's prompted tributes from across the world of wrestling. Charlie, it goes without saying forget everything to do with wrestling to lose someone at the age of 38 in such shocking circumstances is far far too young yeah it's as you said at the start it's a genuine tragedy i think you see the outpouring emotion most times um a famous figure passes or um very sadly but i think it seemed to be really quite a raw emotional reaction to uh to um jay briscoe's passing it didn't seem like anyone had a bad word to say about him, quite a rough and ready looking guy, but it seemed like he actually touched a lot of people in a very emotional way. And I was, I'm not a huge Ring of Honor fan. People know this. I have watched some of the Briscoe stuff against FTR this year, um, but just purely on a human level, I was very sad. And then I was even sadder when I saw the video of him practicing his daughter's cheerleading routine with her in uh, COVID that's gone um, gone viral again this, this week. And you just think, as much as the wrestling community has lost a huge figure and all his friends in the wrestling community and that sort of like a family, he's he's left behind a very, very young family that 38 is no age. He's got a wife and kids who let's make no bones about it as well from a emotional point of view. That's absolutely harrowing for them. But you imagine financially they were relying on Jay Briscoe's income to support them because you can earn a very good living through wrestling. And when you're as, popular and as big a star as he he is and was so he's left behind a family who are devastated in numerous ways and I'm sure the wrestling community will come together and the wrestling family will come together to look after them but it's just hideous hideously sad I I heard a message from someone this week who said Jack and Charlie to me this feels like when we lost Brody Lee it feels like that same level of shock and I woke up about six o'clock on the morning, the news broke. So it obviously happened evening time in the US. And the first I saw of it uh, was a post by Dax Harwood. And it was one of those Instagram posts in black and white, um, raising a glass to you, Jay. And you just think, oh, surely, surely not. This this can't be. And, and it was. And he was a rough and ready figure who publicly said some controversial things at points about the LGBTQ plus community, things which he apologised for repeatedly afterwards, saying he'd grown as a person. And I think the outpouring from everyone across wrestling shows that this was a man who, if you met him, and neither of us did, but for those who did, said he would have done anything for you. Yeah, I think that shows a measure of the man that he said things about um, a minority community was was maybe not not the nicest things to say, but then grew as a person and came out and apologised for him. And I think everyone's allowed to make mistakes, aren't they? You yeah. learn and you apologise for them and you, you change the person if that's what you choose to do. And that's clearly what he chose to do. And yeah, it's just very, very, very sad. 
Um, and yeah, I, I woke up on Wednesday and I saw, first thing I saw was an Inside the Ropes Instagram post. And I genuinely then went and checked that Inside the Ropes hadn't been hacked or something because I just couldn't believe it because the man's 38. He heard nothing about the being healthy. It's like very suddenly with Brody Lee when you Brody Lee wasn't well. He'd been off, he'd been off telly. We didn't know the extent to which he wasn't well. But I, I yeah, it, it stunned me. It absolutely stunned me, especially when not two months ago, he's had one of the best matches of his, his brothers and FDR's career. Like he's at the absolute peak of his powers in wrestling and to have it all ripped away and to have him, him ripped away is just tragic. I, I firmly believe that you're not defined by the way you go, but what you did before that. And I also believe that you're not truly gone. It sounds trite for me to say as an outsider looking in, but till the last person who loved you forgets you. And I know that'll be no comfort to his family and to his friends, but to the wrestling world, we'll never forget Jay Briscoe. Even those of us who, like you and me, were casual Ring of Honor fans, we would check out Ring of Honor when the Briscoes were doing something big. And you mentioned that double dog collar match. What a way... To, to to sign off without knowing, without being aware that was your last thing you did in wrestling. Wow. What what a legacy he leaves. A, an unbelievable legacy. And just to um, add to your point, I saw Mustafa Ali tweeted, I think it was last night I saw it. He just said that it's so lovely to see all this outpouring of love and emotion for people after they pass. But he said, they never get to see it. So next time you do feel proud of someone or you love someone, so just tell them because then they get to know. And I, I think that's a really good point. It's, I hope Jay Briscoe and I hope anyone who passes knows how loved they are and how highly thought of they are. So I, I thought that was a really good point from Mustafa Ali. I don't wait till people are gone to talk publicly about how great you think they are. Just tell people anyway. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and we send, for whatever it matters, our, our thoughts and loves to the family of, of Jay Briscoe and everyone who knew and loved him. There was tributes on Dynamite last night, but Tony Khan has said they've also taped a special tribute show that will be, as it were, the full thing they'll be streaming, and I'm sure that will be one heck of an event. And and I guess, and again, this is our wrestling hat on, it seems so small compared to what's gone on, but you see the measure of the man that in NXT, on that live broadcast, they do a cut-in saying, we've just got some really shocking news, Jay Briscoe has passed. A man who, as far as I know, someone can correct me, never had a single outing in WWE, his passing getting referenced on live WWE television. If you didn't know what he meant to the business before, you know it after that. Absolutely. And I think I read somewhere that the plan for NXT had been for the New Day to do a um, some sort of joke funeral segment yeah. on, on the show. And thankfully, um, Shawn Michaels and production sense prevailed and they changed that segment very, very quickly. So thankfully that, but yeah, for someone who never wrestled in WWE to be referenced on WWE live um, television, that's uh, that's no mean feat. And now we shouldn't be surprised by that because it's outpouring human emotion. But the way WWE has been in the past, that wouldn't have happened. So it's great to see it. It really is. There's no easy way to transition away from that. We continue to send our thoughts and best wishes to the Briscoe family. But let's talk about other stuff going on in the world of wrestling. More upbeat things, things that are making us smile, things we are looking forward to. And WWE continues to build towards two whopping events. One, as we know, is the start of WrestleMania season with the Royal Rumble at the end of the month. The other's happening on Monday. Raw 30 
is absolutely loaded. The Undertaker, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels and others set to appear, plus a steel cage match between Becky Lynch and Bailey, the US title on the line and the Bloodline Acknowledgement Ceremony. It feels big. 30 years of Monday Night Raw. Well, just, just for, for a moment, we just appreciate 30 years of episodic weekly television. That is absolutely berserk. Berserk. No, nothing's ever come. Imagine, imagine watching the same show every Monday for 30 years, and we've all done it. It is mad. Raw is older than me, and I look really old. So, um, yeah, so first of all, that is incredible. Uh, secondly, this show is loaded. I remember staying up to watch... Um, Raw, it must have been Raw 20 now. God, I'm old. I remember staying up to watch Raw 20. So, and that was a good one. Mm. So this is loaded, Raw 30. Raw 1000, do you remember that as yeah, well? With Raw, the punk, for yeah. Raw, Raw 1000. And I just, <laughs> this acknowledgement ceremony, let's cut right to it. Let's <laughs> cut right to it. They, they know what they're doing, don't they? Mm. They're not, they're not that inept. Well, so for those who, who, who haven't seen it, the whole bloodline is appearing on Raw for what is being billed as purely an acknowledgement ceremony. You've never seen one before, don't know what it is. Those By the way, I want to see like relatives that we've never heard of. Like <laughs> I want the rest is there, so I like I want Rikisha, I want the, the uh, Wild Signs, but I just want like Cousin Phil is <laughs> there as well. I really enjoy seeing that. Like their first grade teacher and someone yeah. like that. Get them all there. Now, now here's where it gets a, a really interesting. BT Sport, WWE, those cheeky little scamps over there, have been hinting that someone may be there or may not be there. They've been saying it's not so much about who turns up about who doesn't turn up. And then pretty much straight after that, they sent out a tweet about The Rock and Roman at that Royal Rumble. So... They know what they're doing. What are we thinking? Let's let's cut to the chase. Does The Rock show up on Raw? So you can't tease The Rock like this if you haven't got something with The Rock. Now, my only my only thought is, do the big bosses at WWE know what BT Sport are doing? And do BT Sport know the plan? Or are they just going, yeah, we'll just see what happens. Um, but you look at this, you look at the electrifying poster, you look... There's got to be something in the works. Now, I don't know if necessarily he'll be there, but I think him not being there will be acknowledged. I think I said this to you um, off air. I would love for it to be going really well, lovely acknowledgement ceremony, everyone's happy, and then Roman just loses his mind screaming, where's Dwayne, where's Dwayne, how dare he not show up? And we build to it like that. I also think this ceremony could spell danger for Sami Zayn. I think you're absolutely right. I think you've got two really interesting ways to go. You do the Roman absolutely fritzes out because The Rock doesn't come to acknowledge him. And then do you have a little episodic hook for the Rumble? I think you probably do. Or you do it Red Wedding style and Sami Zayn just gets absolutely battered and they go down the line and they say jay acknowledge me jimmy acknowledge me solo acknowledge me sammy acknowledge me and then they stop at sammy and roman just drills i mean you you if you're gonna do it raw 30 isn't a bad place to do it and i'd like to see every single member of the bloodline i wouldn't like to see but if they're gonna do it just batter him like 
write him off telly for a long time. Like, just destroy Sami Zayn. The, the Samoans just, just kill him. Yeah. So what we got here is we've got expectations games running wild again, because what we're saying is if it's just a nice little fun segment, that probably isn't good enough for Raw 30. And they like making memories, WWE. And, and Raw 30, the night where The Rock returns, or they start that program, or the night where Sammy gets brained by the bloodline, those are two good memories to have. The only thing I'd think as well is, even if they weren't doing anything storytelling with The Rock, even if Roman, if if this was just Raw 30, you'd think they might have it blocked out for a while. Dwayne, could you swing by for Raw 30? Mm. So you'd think maybe a few years in advance, they'd be like, we need to book you on this night because it's the 30th anniversary of Raw and we need our biggest stars back. Yeah. And then they might have just come and say like, oh, oh, actually, we've we've got a genuine story for you. So... It would make sense to be back on this event because even if he wasn't involved in something, he's one of the biggest stars ever to be on Raw. You'd want him back for this. Um, if he wasn't doing this, he might do a little segment with Stone Cold for a laugh. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like he'd be back for something. Yeah. So because also, yeah, what are they going to do with all these legends? What are they going to do with them? I have no idea. I have. A, I mean, the Undertaker. I can't remember when the last time Taker was on WWE TV. Has he been on since his Hall of Fame induction? No, he absolutely has not. So that's a huge moment in and of itself. And I don't... Oh, re- God, Taker's coming out of Mania season. Don't no. have a match. No, no, don't no. Don't have a match. No, he's surely... He sh- imagine if he comes out and announces for the Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm declaring for the Royal Rumble. I'm, why, Mark? Go away. He's, he's, he, why not? He, he can do it. So what we know is is set your VCRs if you, you know, you're born in the 90s or just... Sorry, I was going to say what? I had a whole conversation with someone this week uh, about setting your VCRs for Monday Night Raw. Did you never used to have to do that? Uh, no, I recorded once. I recorded 2006, No Way Out, with the um, barbed wire steel cage match. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I, well, you won't understand the pain, but older listeners will. Of When you would put your VCR in, you'd set it off to record, and then it didn't record overnight. It recorded the wrong channel, and you'd wake up and you'd go, oh, I'm ready for No Way Out or the Rumble or whatever, and then you put it in, and it's just a shopping channel. It was killer. It was terrible. But the point is, set your VCRs. I'm sticking with it for Monday Night Raw. It's going to be epic. Bailey against Becky Lynch in a steel cage match is nothing to sniff at either. But does it feel as big as it should because of Bailey? Uh, it doesn't. No. It doesn't. I, Bailey for me is just not clicking at all. Like, of everything that I saw, I woke up on Tuesday to see announced from Raw on Monday. That was very, very low down my list of things I was excited about. It was the acknowledgement ceremony, the legends for Raw 30. It was Cody's back for the Rumble. It was all those elimination match for the US title. That was good. Oh, Bailey and Becky having a cage match. That'll be fun. Mm. It should be more than that. It should, given how hot Becky Lynch is, and she is one of the most overacts in the company, you can't sort of point at her and say she's not pulling her weight. And I really liked the promo exchange they did. I like that we got a lot of chat about NXT and how Becky went and Bailey was left there. And I can that they're, they're doing everything right and it's just not clicking. And I don't know where you go with Bailey with this character. I don't know if she needs an edge. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it just, she doesn't seem credible, which seems odd. Very, very odd. I'm, and I want to disagree with you, but I can't. No. Like, I just, it's not like, I'm not really watching much of the Bailey stuff at the moment because I haven't got that long in my day and it's so far down my list of things to watch. And I think Bailey's great. So something's just not quite right. 
Yeah, hopefully they can uh, find some way to make it click because she knows what she's doing. And when she first turned heel, she was one of the hottest things in the business. Her as a baby face was absolutely great. We hope that they can sort of turn that round a little bit. Um, Cody, you mentioned, announced for the Royal Rumble. I've loved these videos of building up Cody. Did you want his return to be a surprise? Or if you've got Cody, do you want that to be a hook for the Rumble that he's coming back then? Uh, it's interesting that there's two mm. ways. I think as soon as they started showing these promo videos, I think we all knew he was coming back for the Rumble. So I think it's not a bad thing to declare and then everyone's not waiting. Um, I really enjoyed these videos too. I think you either go down this route and show the show the um, the turmoil coming back or you go radio silent and have him return. So as soon as they started bringing up Cody's rehab, I think announcing he's returning then is a clever move. Yeah, we got almost a Triple H treatment, didn't we? Remember, you probably weren't watching back when, but 2002, that Madison Square Garden, those beautiful day U2 montages. And it's, it's, I quite like that as a way of treating it. And you actually get to see how much hell he puts himself through. Because I think we take for granted, they get injured, they go off, Six months later, they turn up and they still... Do we? Yes, I... Do we, do we both take that for granted? <laughs> uh, well, well, this... Or does one of us take that for granted and does one of us know exactly what that's like? Well, this is the point, isn't it? I think I do. I think that, you know, I sit there as a fan. I see this superhuman athlete get injured. I see him disappear. I see him come back five months later in the same shape, if not better. And then I have the audacity to go, I think he's lost a step. Whereas you as, you know what I mean? Whereas you as an athlete, you're like, the fact he's standing at all, you see it very differently. Yeah, there's, there's, there are not many more grueling processes than coming back from a serious injury. Um, you see boys come back from, and I say boy, I, I say boys because that's who I play with. Female athletes are exactly the same. Yeah. But I've seen firsthand uh, lads come back from horror injuries. Like a very, very good friend of mine, for example, now Jake Pledry has just taken two years to come back. And it's the most grueling thing physically, but emotionally, it's really hard. Like you have some really bad days and you have setbacks and you have an aim and then that gets moved. That's it's it's hard. So it's incredibly grueling physically. Some of the hardest training any athlete will do is in their rehab process, mm. um, coming back from uh, a serious injury. And um emotion it takes so it actually takes a toll on the family members around them as well. It's not easy to be around an athlete who is, can't do what they love doing, what they're paid to do. It's really hard to be around them because we're we're grumpy so and so's. So um I'm really excited to have him back. He would have worked really hard. And actually, I think we forget a little bit how hot Cody was before he got injured. Like this is gonna completely revamp the uh, landscape. And also he really, really, really wants that title. Yeah. But can he get it? This is the thing. He may really, really want it. But if you've got The Rock coming back, and if while you've been gone, Sami Zayn has become the hottest thing in wrestling, to misquote the Spice Girls, it doesn't matter what he really, really wants, what he really, really wants, because someone else may get to Zigga Zigga with the title. On your earning the push bingo card, I'm not <laughs> sure anyone had you misquoting the Spice Girls. Um, I also think, it, I think, are we are we all pretty confident now that if The Rock does come back, the only match is Rock Roman for the title at Mania, are we pretty happy that we then get Sammy and KO versus the Usos? Yeah, I think on a two-night Mania, that's what you do. And I think, you, I think there's going to be a lot of... I think you will know what is going on based on the match order of this. And if Roman Kevin Owens goes on last, The Rock's coming back. No, no doubt in my mind. 
But if it goes on last, Jack, yep. and The Rock comes out after, what would you do with the Rumble winner? You fudge it. You find you find a way to fudge it. You, you, I, I don't like it, but you find a way to fudge it. You say, oh, you can challenge it. No way out. You can make it the biggest roar ever. You can cash in the Rumble. I mean, look, let's be honest. If you're WWE and you don't want Rock to win the Rumble, but you want him to face him at Mania, you find your way, don't you? You have me. You have the Rumble when I take the US title, obviously. Or you split those titles up. You you find a way. Well, that's the one, isn't it? You double down on he has to wrestle both nights. Yeah, but then you get to the whole, does the second night losing mean as much if he's lost the first night? And also, does he lose to The Rock? Do, do you have The Rock be the one to well, end I it? don't think he loses to The Rock. Oh, it's all the problems we've been talking about for years, really, since this extraordinary title reign has started. i tell you what I don't want them to do mm. is triple threat it. Oh, no, you couldn't, could you? Well, uh, they've done it before with Charlotte, Ronda, Becky, haven't they? But that was really because they didn't see Becky getting as hot as they could. And with all respect, I mean, The Rock and Roman is a different calibre to, to Charlotte, Ronda, isn't it? I, I, I think so. But yeah, yeah, they, I just think that's the worst option. Yeah. Oh, how snobby are we that the worst option is a triple threat involving The Rock at WrestleMania, the biggest man in entertainment period coming back to wrestle when he doesn't have to. And we're like, not a triple threat, Dwayne. We'd rather you weren't here. Um, Give me your favourite moment then from Monday Night Raw. If you had to, your favourite one in the time you've been watching. Uh, Really, really, really good question. Um, My favourite moment, not just in Monday Night Raw history, but in wrestling history is the one that got me hooked. I think I spoke about the podcast for the moment that I knew wrestling was for me. And it's on a Monday Night Raw in 2005 in the Gold Rush tournament. And the moment Shelton Benjamin springboards off that top rope and midair, Shawn Michaels hits him with a switching music. I just remember I would have been nine at the time. I remember just watching it in my grandma's um, grandma's lounge because we didn't have Sky. So I was around there. I remember watching it and just being like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like ever. I've never seen anything that's captivated me like that. And I was like, this this is for me. I'm hooked on this now. I've got this. This is this is for me. So that's my favorite moment because I don't think without without that moment, I don't think I'm here talking to you now. That was the one that got me. Also, what a badass your nan is that she's there watching the Gold Rush tournament with you. Oh, she wasn't watching. Oh, she, right. was just bringing me, she was just bringing me endless supply of hot chocolate. So my one because I'm a little older than you, is Stone Cold's return in 2001 during the ill-fated Invasion storyline where the heel turn hadn't really worked and Stone Cold beats up absolutely everyone. And he comes up backstage in his truck with a pool cue and he just brains half of the Alliance backstage. And they do that entrance where they stagger it. And so the, the, the brawl's happening in the ring and you see a bit of him backstage and the audience see it. And, they, and I've never heard a crowd at such a fever pitch for when that music hits. And out he comes and JR's being peak JR. It is, if ever I'm feeling low, we all have these wrestling videos. That's the one I go back and watch because man, is it good. It's why you love wrestling. Yeah, moments are surprising returns, uh, crowds going. Like, oh, I always say this, one of the things I love about wrestling, like think of like the Istanbul comebacks, like all the great moments in sport. When they get it right in wrestling, they can write that. They can deliver that when they want. Like they can pitch it so that happens. They don't have to wait for fate or luck to make that happen. When they get it right, they can deliver those sorts of moments. And when they do, it's just absolute gold. 
Let's talk AEW. Now, we're recording this on a Thursday for logistical reasons, so we haven't had a chance to pick through it in as much detail, but it looks like a good dynamite. Brian Danielson against Bandido, banged, as we would expect. Uh, Darby Allen taking on Kushida and winning for the TNT title. Uh, I was going to say a sit-down between Hangman Page and Rennie Paquette. It was actually a stand-up interview backstage. Another good dynamite in a run of good dynamites, which can't have been easy given the Jay Briscoe news and the AEW-ROH uh, sort of uh, association and the Young Bucks paying tribute to Jay Briscoe, amongst others, but a good show. Yeah, it must have been an incredibly emotional week um, for everyone at AEW with how close a working relationship they have with Ring of Honor and the fact that a lot of their wrestlers will have worked a lot closer with the Briscoes than those in WWE. But yeah, another good dynamite, as you say, in a run now of four or five good dynamites. It's just... Oh, it's just I said, there's just loads of good wrestlers at the moment, isn't there? Like, we are lucky. Um, but yeah, really good dynamite. I like they're going back to their roots a little bit of being like, let's just have some, let's base our shows around really good matches. Mm. Like, let's have Brian Danielson, who's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Let's just get him wrestling. Like, I, I really enjoy their basing matches around, sorry, basing shows around good matches again. And the Hangman Renee stuff fascinates me. Let's because I just I just love that they're not shying from she's Mox's wife. Let's get into this. If you see one thing from AEW Dynamite and given some of the matches on it, this will sound odd to say, that segment backstage really really interesting because we were talking about raising expectations with The Rock earlier. If you haven't seen it, they do a little back and forth. Rene and Hangman talking about the match between Moxley and Hangman. It's a great follow-up. Love that. And then Hangman says something like, I need to mend some fences, and I've needed to do it for a long time. Now, there are two forks you can go down there. One is, he needs to mend some fences with the Elite. The other is, he needs to mend some fences with CM Punk. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on here. There's a lot. Is it punk? Do we think it's punk? Oh, Jack, I'm clinging to this Jack, punk I've, thing. I've given up trying to predict <laughs> what happens in wrestling now. Honestly, like, right, I've just given up. Like, this is... Oh, I don't know, maybe... Who are they going to bring back? I don't know, maybe Colt Cabana's going to come back and tag with punk. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that genuinely could happen the way this year is. I, I just don't know. Yeah, all right, yeah, it's punk. Punk's going to win the Rumble. No, there you go. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Tony Khan is going to buy WWE, and he's going to form a Vince McMahon, CM Punk tag team, like the greatest power trip of days gone by. I mean, I, I, I'm clinging to the fact that you can put bad feelings aside to do good business and we get punk back oh, but- there's so much money on the table there you hear Bischoff talk about it all the time don't you money on the table don't yes. leave money on the table there's so much money in a punk return but if it's not punk you have to make that clear because you get Egypt's like me going, it's going to be punk. Is it punk? Can it be punk? And it probably isn't. It just, oh, but it's episodic storytelling, which is what we wanted for ages from AEW. Yeah, it, it's really, really good stuff. It, it, oh. I'm sorry, I can't get uh, Tony Khan buying WWE out of my head. I'm making it AEWWE. Oh, whoever came up with that logo the, this this week, someone came up with the AEW and the W and the AEW and the WWE. That was very good. Um, I have to say as well, there was a really good segment on Rampage, which has been quietly bubbling up into a nice little hour of television, which feels more relevant. And it was with now, is it Paul Walter Hauser, the Golden Globe winner, and Jeff Jarrett? 
because he was in that Blackbird thing with Taron Egerton. And he's a genuine Golden Globe winner, and he turned up in AEW and got brained with a guitar. I can't lie. This is completely past me. Oh, go and watch it. It's a nice, it's a really okay. fun little segment with this Golden Globe winner who, and, and here's something, people were getting really snobby and going, why are we giving time to this Golden Globe winner? Because he did a segment in the ring. He had his Golden Globe. He ran down Jeff Jarrett, who hit him with his guitar. People going, oh, why is it, you know, celebrity in there? I hate it when people get snobby about celebrities who genuinely love the business. This guy loves the business, genuinely. He's been at pretty much every AEW show he can. And I think celebrity involvement done right is not a bad thing. No, not at all. Like, we want more eyes on wrestling. Yes. Just, if this is how we get it, get the eyes on wrestling. Now, now if he was fighting for the AEW world title... Different sort of story, but this isn't hurting anyone. But is it different? Because we saw Logan Paul take on Roman Reigns. Yeah, true, but Logan Paul can wrestle. Yeah, this guy, bless can, him. If you see him, I, wrestle. I, I, I think he would be the first to admit that athleticism perhaps is not his strong point. That might be grossly unfair. So AW Dynamite, we've not got into it in as much detail today, purely because we're recording on a different day, but it's, um, it's worth a watch from what I've seen, and it has been worth a watch for a little while. And if you shied away from AEW during the shenanigans of the summer and autumn with the Forbidden Door and Punk and blah, 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 come back and check it out because it's well worth doing. Some other bits and bobs to get into. I can't believe I'm saying this. The surprise package of 2022 and the start of 2023 continues to be the Judgment Day and Dominic Mysterio and Prison Dom. I now seek out his segments. Just incredible. Genuinely. When when the Usos said, welcome to the Uso penitentiary, I was like, ah, I know where this is going. And Dom stepped forward and I was like, he, they must have such a hard time keeping a straight face when he's doing it. And he must too. It's actually really good acting. Yeah. And then, right, I'm going to say a sentence that I don't feel I need to say, but I do need to say. And you're going to look at me and be like, what? I'm going to, I don't advocate in any way domestic violence or a man ever laying his hands on a woman. But I kind of want to see Solo Sokoa and Rhea Ripley have a fight. Oh, not kind of. I 100% want to like when see When they that. were squaring off, I was like, I don't know who'd win this fight. Their presentation of Rhea Ripley is outstanding. They have done with the Judgment Day. You know when there's like a Premier League football team who can't kick the ball straight and they're in the relegation... Liverpool at the moment. Well, I didn't want to say it. And they're in the relegation zone and you just think they're done. They're done for. And then someone comes in and says, no, 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 I can see potential here. And they shoot up and suddenly they're top of the table and they're unbeatable. That's what someone backstage has done with Judgment Day. They've seen this dead-in-the-water stable that started with Edge as this spooky-dooky little thing and they've gone, do you know what it needs? It needs Rhea Ripley. It needs Dominic Mysterio. Dom needs to go to prison. Rhea needs to be China Mark II. And we just need Dom to call Rhea Mammy all the time. And we're in business. And my God, someone's vision, it has worked. So I saw a really cool thing online. It was a it was Dom and Solo squaring off. And they're pictured underneath of Eddie and Rikishi squaring off. Yeah. And they were like doing what their daddies did. And you forget sometimes <laughs> that Dom isn't Eddie's son. Um Secondly, and this is a big, uh, big statement, I don't think any woman in WWE has looked as badass as Rhea Ripley since China. I generally don't think anyone's looked as cool and as much as an, as an ass kicker since China as Rhea Ripley is now. And thirdly, you just mentioned the name there, does Edge come back at the Rumble? 
Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's Edge. If you've got a spot for him, you have to find something for him. Here's, here's, okay, so here's how I see this going. Dominic Mysterio comes out for the Rumble at, say, number seven. And Rhea Ripley comes out at number eight. And Rhea Ripley basically bodyguards Dominic Mysterio. And you build up for sort of 20 minutes. Can Rhea Ripley help Dominic Mysterio win the Rumble? And I don't mind if she throws out men. I really don't. She's credible. And look at her. She could. And then Edge comes back and that's how you do it. I I saw a really, really good theory that um, Rhea, Rey Mysterio comes out and Rhea batters him on the way to the ramp and take on the way to the ring and takes his spot. Mm. Because are we? Do we think we're getting Ray Dormer mania? I feel like we might be getting Ray Carrion Cross. Yeah, I, I think that as well. But I think if you're going to do Ray Dom, which you, surely at some point you've got to do it. Ray's got to turn and want to fight Dom at some point. Surely you'd do it at Mania, wouldn't you? But is it too soon? Is is there more story but to do? You t- think it's too soon because we've gone away from that story for a while. Yeah, we've moved away from it. I I actually think that that the logical story, if you're sitting with a piece of paper and you're going right, what do we do? Well, we put the two Mysterios together because that's money. That's guaranteed money. But I don't think it's where I want them to go yet. I think if they started bringing Dom back to Ray now, I want to see. Dom and Rhea more. That's where I want it. If I can find a way to get that match, then I'm mm. I'm all up for that. I think it gets reheated up with a face-off in the rumble between Dom and Ray. Yeah. And I think Ray eliminates Dom and then Dom makes it his absolute mission to get a match with Ray at Mania. But Charlie, how cool is this compared to last year's rumble, which was an absolute shocker for the men and the women. It was one of the... I mean, Shane McMahon was the big surprise. And even, and I've heard some people say, and I think I agree with them, that Raw 30 is overshadowing this year's Royal Rumble, that actually I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the possibility. I think it's, I'm I'm excited to be excited about Rumble season again and not to have Brock Lesnar be the big beast who you're thinking, oh, it's going to be Brock's year again. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm really excited. And it's the one, the two I will always stay up for are Rumble and Mania. So I'll be, and oh, it's a Saturday, it was just, Changes the game. It's so nice. I, I see. I got to work on the Sunday. I should have booked it off. I should have booked Rumble season off, but I didn't. Um, a word for Solo Sokoa. I feel we take for granted how good he is. He's been on the radar really since Clash at the Castle for the main roster. Only a little bit before that in NXT. Um, he has established himself as a key part of of what was already a really tightly bonded group, and I think that deserves some praise. Yeah, playing his part perfectly and. In some ways, you think it's an easy part because he doesn't say anything. But then to get your character across and your personality across with no words the way he has that. We all, if you sat down, someone said to you, write three words about what Solo Sokoa, the character is. I think we'd all have pretty similar words. Like we all know exactly who that man is. And he does it through his actions and he wrestles fantastically. And I think he's got a long, long career. And I think there is money. I think I said this a few weeks ago down the road in a Roman solo feud. And that's where the money is coming out of this eventually. Yeah. But I also want to see solo against Rhea. I'm completely with you. I'm completely with you. Well, look, it's been an exciting time for wrestling, but the world carries on and we will do everyone's favorite part of the podcast. Something from everyday life earns a push. Something gets sent back to developmental first or second for you, Mr. Beckett. I'll go first. I'll go first. Yes. Um, 
My earning the push is, and we've got one this morning. I can't wait to get out on it. Just really cold, but really bright mornings. They're my absolute favourite. I hate when it snows. When it snowed a few weeks ago, I hated that. It does my head in. But it's bright, it's cold. Put a big coat on, put a hat on, look after me bald head. I just take the dog out and we walk and it's class. So I really like the weather at the moment. Do there not, we go. Do you not slip in the ice? Uh, that's that one thing. You've got to be careful of the ice. Yeah. But uh, that's all right. Cheltenham Cattles are doing a good job gritting the gritting the pavements around it. <laughs> can you please, uh, can you're earning the push next week, be Cheltenham Council's gritting team? Uh, they can tag onto this one. Okay. Um, and my back to developmental is just annoying little, like, injuries that aren't, an issue, but are an issue. I've got two of them at the moment. Right. I've got chapped lips, which are doing my head in. Ooh. Oh, it's so annoying. And I lost my chapstick yesterday. I bought a new one. I lost it in three minutes. Okay. And then I've got a graze on my knee. Yeah. That every time I train is reopening and I don't know when it's ever going to heal. And it's been there for about four weeks now and it's doing my head in. See, I'm... Uh- People may be surprised. I'm not the athlete you are. There's only like that much in it, but I'm not quite mm. there. I had, I injured a toe playing five aside, and it took weeks to heal. And it didn't hurt. It was just annoying. Haven't you also been pricked by a cactus this morning as well? This morning I have. Yes, I uh, told you that off air. I oh, I'm sorry. Getting, no, I was getting <laughs> my microphone, and my girlfriend loves house plants, and we have. She has a as you do, as we can see in the background there, Jack. Yeah. And she has <laughs> rubber. <a>, they <clears throat> made a rubber. Rubber, yeah. Well, sorry. Uh, and I, uh, she has a cactus. Uh, that there's a joke we made somewhere about a little prick. Let's, let's leave it there uh, before you make it. And I have. Um, pricked myself in the cactus on my finger this morning, and that's quite sore as well. Okay, I can get behind that. I just avoid salt and vinegar crisps, I think, because that's going to be where it's really painful. My back to developmental is the icy weather. I hate it. I hate it when okay. it's... I, I don't mind a bit of snow. Love the crisp mornings you're saying. I just hate it when it's icy, and you slip and you slide, and you sort of, it's rubbish. Can I just put onto this, though, mm. the caveat that as long as they don't hurt themselves, but people falling over is one of the funniest things in the world. No. As long as they don't hurt themselves. As long as they're fine. Oh, God, it's so funny. I'm sorry. It is. I just think that Scandinavian countries must look at us and laugh. They're oh, like, God, yeah. They're like, you, you, what's the issue? You've got a teeny tiny bit of ice. Just, just go. And we're like, no, everything stopped. Everyone stay at home. Chaos. Schools are off. No one go anywhere. And you like, it's minus two and a bit of ice. So that's going back to developmental. I'm doing two earning the pushes. I had the one I had planned, and then on social media... You're a madman. You just don't care anymore. You just don't care about the rules anymore. It's a shoot, brother. I'm going off script. Um, I saw on Instagram this morning a band called Sub Radio, who I've never heard of. I saw you share their stuff, and they are... I've, I've known about these guys for a while. They are hilarious. So good. So they've done... Uh, they are a band in their own right, but they also do very funny spoof songs. Uh, sort of like Weird Al Yankovic, but with an indie pop vibe to them, and they're yeah. excellent. Have you found Stacey's dad yet? Yes, I have. Yeah, that's my favourite. Stacey's dad, Mr. Darkside about Darth Vader. And uh, I just saw the one about being an introvert and not wanting to go out to Whitney Houston's Want to Dance with Somebody. So that is uh, one of my earning the pushes. Sub radio on all your socials. They are great. Also, the great pottery throwdown. Oh, Jack, sometimes I think you're a caricature of yourself. No, I stumbled across this the other day and I am hooked the, the kilns, the firing rooms, they're making tea sets. It is... Yeah, my better half loves it. She loves yeah. it. It's like 
every single show like that you've ever seen. And I almost think you could do the great wrestling showdown, like where you have 12 indie wrestlers and they get wheeled in somewhere and you've got like Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch as a judge, Joe Brand as a presenter. And it's like Becky and Roman are going, the judges would like you to put on one perfect triple threat match. It must go 15 minutes and the heel must go out on top. Off you go. And then they have to go and do it. I think you could easily do it. You definitely could. I, I just think, I, I think there's a pretty easy way to know whether Jack Murley will enjoy a show. And if the contestants, if a big part of it is them making sure they're drinking tea while they're doing it, <laughs> a la Bake Off, a la Throw Down, a la Sewing Bee, Jack's going to enjoy it. You want to go down that route, Mr. Coffee Shop? Do you really, really oh, want to go down the hot drink that, line? That's your television. If, they, if they're like, oof. I haven't got a cuppa. I'm then su- it's for you. Uh, I'm surprised you're not on some coffee version of Pub Watch in Cheltenham. They're not just like, <laughs> oh, here he comes again. You're barred, no, mate. That, you're barred. Yeah, that, no, they wouldn't bar me. They'd all go out of business. Yeah, they would. You need Right, I say watch it. It's great. The Great Pottery Throwdown. Right, time is almost done. Uh, we're talking next after Raw 30. Simple one. Is The Rock coming out? Is Sammy getting betrayed? Or is something else happening? I don't think The Rock comes out, but I think he's acknowledged. As in, sorry that his absence is made a big thing and I think they turn on Sammy I'll go the opposite way then I don't think they turn on Sammy I think The Rock does appear we shall know by the time we meet next hey if you like the show rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen tweet us he's Charlie underscore Beckett I'm Jack underscore Murley enjoy your wrestling week tell your loved ones you love them and we'll see you in a week's time until then bye bye bye